Father, we bless you. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, precious Holy Spirit. You are worthy. You are worthy. Now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, it is good to see you all um, on the ninth day of prayer reign. No, it's not. 
on the on the tenth day of prayer. They are telling me it's the tenth day. I don't believe. I believe it's the ninth day. But uh, it, it it seems like we've been here for like a month. <laughs> you know, um, we've had so many conversations, so many prayer points. Uh, okay. <laughs> so many prayer points you know um we've touched on so many things we've journeyed through um so many pathways in the spirit and it just feels like we'll be here for long but at the same time i am torn in between two things um i can feel victor's eyes piercing my skull right now you know (laughs) i am torn if we should end it today or you know, if we should continue, um, uh, because everybody like ten. No, are you both tired? Why? Why the O be after the ten? If you are chasing me away, please let me know. You know, um, yeah, because I feel like there's just we've not talked about the gate of men, um, the the gate of the soul, the spirit, and the body. While we're praying, God just reminded me of that. Uh, <clears throat> you know how we haven't talked about that, and how you govern the different gates of your entity, the different gates of your being. You know, um, to ensure that you are not invaded by different kinds of things. Um, we haven't talked about the gates of influence. You know, how do people come into influence? How do people? Um, lose influence how do you govern the gates of influence you know and all those many things so (laughs) don't leave us no it's your response now it looks like you wanted me to go (laughs) so yes Um, but if people want us to continue you have to start (laughs) My media guy and our worship minister. Look, you should see the stairs I'm getting in this room. I'm like, do I run? Do I carry my laptop inside the store to to just have this prayer in this morning in a safe place? I feel threatened. P.I. blink twice if you're in danger. (laughs) Blinking like 50 times. (laughs) Yeah, because like there's so much for us to uncover and i feel like we haven't yet and guess what there's so many testimonies oh my god i feel like we should have a day of testimonies please just relax so today is saturday that's why i'm just in a way just feel free to relax (laughs) and stay with me um you know thank you nk osolu uh fresh oil lord amen fresh oil is upon me in jesus name you know um yes I'm saying something very important. Anyway, yes, a day of testimonies um, and and communion. I think we should have that, you know, where we just testify and we um, we allow different people to come up so you can tell us ahead of time if you have a testimony. Uh, because I've had, and the testimonies are so strange. Um, it's not necessarily like, oh, my leg was broken and it got healed. But, you know, testimonies in the soul, testimonies in the spirit, testimonies of revelation, how 
people just like keyed into um, a revelation and bam, it broke open something for them. And you know what they've been praying for months. They prayed it one day just by revelation and bam, something opened. You know, I remember someone in a nation that had been trying to set up a business and every time the person tried to um, set up the, the thing that they were going to do, every time, what should be easy, like what a baby should be able to just go, you know the way a child can just open a Gmail account. What anybody can do every time, you know, she was shut up, cut down, they didn't allow, you know, has go through several, several times. So one of these where I was some people, I, you know, CCC was going, I said, and then she had a dream once about um, <clears throat> some lady standing at the door of uh, of a train saying to her, train or a boss or so saying, you know, you think you can, you know, do X, Y, Z in this nation. I will not, as long as I'm alive, you will not, you know, be able to establish anything, you know. And I remember when she told me, I said to her, I said, oh, you know, that's obviously a gatekeeper over the land. I haven't told you about gates and gatekeepers. Anyway, um, so I said, um, that's obviously a gatekeeper over the land. I said, you have to defeat, defeat, defeat that person. And I mean, for me, uh, <laughs> so for me, when a, when a gatekeeper, you know, comes to terrorize someone, you know, it's obvious you have maybe like an apostolic oil you haven't even realized, you know, but the enemy knows, the enemy always knows, you know, so many times when we are playing small, the enemy can always, because he's an old cricketer, but he's seen it for years. He has seen apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists who walk the face of the earth, you know, so he knows when a gatekeeper is on their land or an apostle and they, they they attack you not based on what you're manifesting but based on who they truly know you to be in the spirit that's how the enemy attacks the enemy doesn't come to attack when you see him attacking a child when he was attacking jesus was he attacking a baby he was attacking the savior and the messiah within the baby you know so many times we get attacked by the enemy and we're thinking but this is so much but who am i i'm nothing no you are not nothing you are saying your seed and you think that, oh, you know, based on the seed, you can see you are not worth much. But the enemy is seeing the tree that he knows you will become because he has seen it several times. He has marked people with certain characteristics and he knows that if I allow this one thrive, oh no, they're going to deal with me in this region. You know, so he unleashes different kinds of frustrations over your life. And so I said to, um, I said, you know, this is a gatekeeper, but let's pray. So the person was saying to me that yesterday, when I was teaching about the, what did I teach about yesterday? It's not gate of dominion. I've got so many things I can't remember. <laughs> Somebody remind me what you did teach about yesterday. Location, gate of location. Um, so while we're teaching about gate of location yesterday, um, and she just kept, you know, repeating all the prayers that I was making. And she went back, read, um, watched the, the, the teaching once, and then watched it again the second time. You know, I remember at some point during the day, I had received a seed from this individual. And I was thinking, where's this one getting money to succeed? You are trying to gather yourself to penetrate somewhere. You know, why are you, why are you saying a seed? You know, but later, this was like, yeah, you don't understand. In the words of Indaboski, that was a dangerous seed that I was sowing 
you know, to break something open. And by the second time of watching it, in fact, in the watching, watching, praying, watching, praying, by the second time of watching, she's like, let me just go and check, you know, and then she went and saw that they had approved, um, approved what she was trying to do. Finally, after so, like, refusals that made no sense that should not happen. So many closed gates in that region. But yesterday, bam, it broke open. I love when I hear testimonies like that because you see, they are testimonies of the intelligence of God's way. And for me, I don't just want to pray for you and then you get the victory without understanding how you arrived at the victory. Do you understand? So now what happens by reason of the teachings that we do on prayer ring, teach and pray, teach and pray, what then happens to this individual is that the next time this is happening, she can spot it. She can spot it. She can spot it. And what seems like victory in the business area, she can carry this same principle and then go and impute it in the area of um, if God says going to ministry, if God says um, start this, even in marriage, if God says you're going to marry someone from here, she can take the same principle and impute it and say, listen, lift up your head, O ye gates, over this region. This is how I take the gates of you know, territories. Hey, I'm going to build my altar, you know, just like, um, what's his name? Uh, Abraham did, you know, where's my Hebrew? Where's my Bethel? Where's my Shechem? You know, uh, what, what are the gods of the land that I need to take down by the hand of God? You know, so even if I, one of the things I was going to say to you guys yesterday, one of the things that I was studying yesterday was how to, how to raise altars. I was studying that yesterday and by God's grace at some point, maybe this month or next month or this month, I'll teach you guys about altars and how to raise altars. Um, because many times we hear that and um, we really don't know what it looks like. We really don't know what it means um, to, to raise an altar. You know, I believe that at some point we have to learn how to do that. Um, but basically, I, I like it when people come into understanding and relationship. When you are a person of understanding and you see Satan just making noise up and down, because that's what he does. You know, you know, you can you can stand back, relax, and evaluate what's really going on, and you know, pull out a solution from the wisdom of God. You know, on how to deal with it because. There are different levels of spiritual terrorism. You know, there's the one where the, the enemy physically comes to manifest itself and terrorizes you, you know, uh, with fear. So you are maybe sleeping and a dark mist appears in your room. I, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, yeah th those things do happen. But I believe that that kind of, you know, manifestation of spiritual terrorism is even the least manifestation. It's scary, it's spooky, but it's the least. I think the deadliest is when it is inside of, you know, when it is systematic, you know, when it's in lineages, it's in bloodlines, it's in locations, um, when it's just embedded like that in life, in living, in lifestyle, in culture. I believe that's the most dangerous kind of, um, that's the most dangerous kind of oppression of hell. So, you know, what God will have us do is to not only, you know, rebuke the obvious, but to enter into the understanding of how these things work, you know? So for example, maybe you're about to get married, you know, have you sat down and done 
like a spiritual analysis of what it means to be married to the individual you're getting married to. You know, I was saying to some people, you know, recently, and I said, listen, you know, the Bible says one shall put a flight a thousand and two shall put a flight 10,000. You know, one shall be broken a thousand times and two can potentially be broken 2,000 times. When you get married, you can potentially increase your victory or you can increase your defeat. So it depends on who you're getting married to and the principles and the cultures and the customs by which you get married. You know, so what rules are you going to be abiding by as a married couple? Have you done like an analysis to say, okay, you know, what, what are the graces that I have working for me? You know, what is the oil that flows over my life? What is the um, what is the power of God that I see revealed consistently in me and through me? You know, you sit back, you look through all of that together. And, you know, you also look at, you know, what are the victories that I have won um, in my father's house, in my mother's house? You know, what are the, the thing, what are the, 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 the gates in time and the things that you know I had to deal with at different gates in time and how are they playing out now? Is there a residue of certain things that I've had to deal with? You know, are you still at this point having you're born again for 10 years, but you still have visitation one night or some woman, you know, that has been coming since you were 15 to sleep with you, or you're still having that kind of demonic encounter you know what does that mean now that you're getting married how does that then affect the future you know of this family for the lady also you know it, it's it's, a, it's like a, a spiritual analysis you analyze you know where you both lie in the spirit realm and how you know the coming together of the both of you can potentially you know um affect bring down or increase the circumstances of your life you know so um those kinds of things are very important, very, very necessary if you're going to um, thrive in this life. And the thing about the spirit realm is the, the more you see, the better you see, you know. So if you are steadfast and you stand in that place and you keep looking, you keep looking, you keep looking, you keep piercing in, you begin to see better and better and better and better. You know, your eyes become clearer. Um, so it's about consistency. It's about um, acculturing yourself to sight, if there's anything like that. You just train yourself to consistently look beyond what is obvious. Consistently look beyond what is obvious. Consistently. And before you know what's happening, that becomes the way you see. So they bring a document to you to sign. And, you know, immediately you get a vision about this person trying to um, take your job away from you and making you sign something that is inconsistent with the desires of the organization. And then you just so just read through it again. Notice the bit of, you know, um, a clause inside of it that can destroy you and destroy your organization. You know, so it, it's a culture. You, you learn it because, you know, the life of Christ that has been given to us is for living. It is not for sitting within the pews and say, amen, hallelujah, but it's actually for living. You know, so um, you have to train yourself on how to live in the realm of sight. You know, how to live in the realm of sight. So, Yeah. Yeah, God bless you. So um, today, um, what we're talking about, it, it's actually, so yesterday, after yesterday's meeting, I, I thought to myself, I was like, what would the Lord want to potentially say to people after yesterday? And I felt it's the how, the how. So I was able to bring knowledge about, okay, you know, gate of location, you know, this is how they work. This is, this is, but you yourself, if you needed 
to engage, you know, um, a gate or engage on that level, what do you do? So um, I went to pull up a material or some materials that I have on how to recover the ancient gates. And it's funny because um, I, I'm ministering at Ecclesia Hills on Sunday and he, Apostle Moses and I had agreed on, you know, gates of dominion, that that's what I'm going to teach about. So if you're in Lagos, Nigeria, please join Ecclesia Hills on Sunday. Um, but then when I saw the write-up he, he had done along with the flyer, he said, oh, he wants to know how to recover the Asian gates. I was like, no, that's my notes, you know. So I guess the Spirit of God is one. Um, so the first thing I want to um, say is, you know, we, we all know what gates are, you know, get, gates set boundaries between territories and are usually an indication of possession of space. And therefore, um, a gatekeeper is one who stands over um, a territory, you know, to ensure that the space, the boundary lines of the space are kept, you know. So also gates serve as entry points. Therefore, a gatekeeper is somebody that gives you entry into a place. So that's one of the things you want to know. If you're entering into a particular um, area in life or you're entering into a particular season in life, one of the things you want to do is to look for the gatekeepers over that season, the gatekeepers over that area. Or if you're going into a nation, the question is, are you um, partnering with a gatekeeper? If you're going into a business or you just got into maybe oil and gas, one of the things you want to do is to find a gatekeeper um, within that um, kind of um, that, that area of business you're going into. The moment you're able to partner with a gatekeeper, the game changes completely. The game changes completely for you because the person is able to bring you into the abundance and the benefits of um, of the blessing that they are already experiencing, you know, so it makes it easier. So partnering the gatekeeper kind of like oils your engine, you know, so gates are also um, defense mechanisms to keep things in or to keep things out. So therefore, a gatekeeper is like a stronghold. Um, a gatekeeper is someone who um, stands as a stronghold that either allows you in or keeps you um, out. So um, usually um, when, when, when people want to be able to apprehend a gate, um, one of the things you want to look out for is a gatekeeper. How do I partner with a gatekeeper, you know, um, over the land? So you, you are new to a nation, um, you know, look for gatekeepers. And I'm talking about, I'm not just talking about um, just anybody, any wealthier influential person, no. You know, because the question is what gate is the person keeping? Is it the gates of the that carry the nature of the spirit of God, or is it a gate, um, or is it a demonic satanic gate? And we'll look at satanic gates this morning. You know, so um, we have different gates. We know we have gates over nations, gates over systems, gates over different kinds of spheres, gates over time, dispensation, generations. You know, so we know we have two kinds of time. We have Kairos and Kronos. You know, um, a Kronos is the normal calendar dates that we have, you know, so you have January, February, March, April, May, June, July, that is your chronos. So, and then the kairos, which is um, a, a moment in time that has been set for you, kind of like when Samuel, um, when, when Saul was looking for his father's donkeys, and then Saul 
in the process, the servant said, oh, there's a prophet here, let's go and ask him. And he gets there and he's anointed to be king. Or the prophet said, come back tomorrow. And then he's anointed to be king. That's such a Kairos moment. You know, you may look at it and say, oh, he went to look for his father's donkey, but it was by a Kairos moment that his, the donkeys ran away so that he can arrive at the point where the, 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 he meets the prophet. It's the same thing with um, David, David and Goliath. You know, that day they're like, oh, take bread to your brothers on the field. And on his way, he meets, he sees Goliath. That is such a Kairos moment because from that moment, Kairos moments are marked by a complete change, you know, in the life of a person by reason of a single event. You know, so in that moment, what happens is that the life of David changes completely. He never went back to being just an ordinary guy, just being somebody who nobody knew. From that moment, songs were written about him. You know, people talked about him. Why? Because he came into a Kairos moment. You know, it's the same thing with um, people like Rahab. And, you know, when the spies met her, when they came into the cities, like, boom, that's her Kairos moment. She's like, you know what? I have to know what this is. This is not just another Tuesday. This is not just another Monday, you know. So your ability to spot Kairos moments actually determine how far you will go in life because you see God locks into um, the gates of time opportunities that bet his desire for a person, you know. So it is within the gates of time, within the gates of Kronos that you have Kairos. So there are different kinds of, um, um, gates in time, but when you get into one of the gates, which is a Kairos gate, um, that is when you break into the next level of God. That is when you break into um, the power of God. You know, um, there are moments for encounter. There are people who have, you know, times when the Lord has designated to meet with them. It's it's a time of encounter, and when you maximize such a Kairos moment, you know, your life is changed completely. Um, of course, gate, we have gates of operation, um, operation of like gifts and skills, you know, and all of that. So when you come into a time, a, a gate of operation, it is almost like um, when you when you meet somebody and um, the person begins to stir up the gifts of God inside of you. Um, that that is a gate, you know. You you come into the the gate of an operation. For some people, it's like the prophetic, for example, and you know you just come to a point where it's almost like that door opens up to you and things that you previously could not. Um, you could not see, you could not do. It was almost like that whole world was shielded to you before that point in time. And then you come into that gate of operation and it's like, boom, it just opens up to you and you are able to um, to hear, to see. You begin to, everywhere you go, you are meeting people who are working in the prophetic. You know, people begin to invite you for meetings that they never used to. Like, oh, you know, um, somebody's meeting in my house, come and attend. And you are like, where has this world been like? Where have I been? Like, you know, and all of that. So all of that happens when you come into a, a season of a, a gate of operation. Um, a gate of is like gifts, skills, capacities, abilities, you know. So you have to be able to spot when the Lord is luring you um, into a gate. And of course, you have um, personal gates. I hope we're writing and taking notes. Um, of course, you also have personal gates and personal gates are the gate of your life and how, you know, um, God opens doors in your life. You know, so there are seasons when I can, I can sense, I usually can sense when a season is changing. That's one of the um, biggest things that I believe the Lord has, you know, um, called me into. And, you know, recently I finally understood because before now I used to think what's the relevance of that? Like, 
season is changing. So, but you know, recently the Lord brought me to an understanding of the power of it. I think I was having a conversation with Prophet Adam and Pastor Bumi, and you know, um, the Lord brought me to an understanding of the power of it, the power of um being able to discern changing seasons, you know, and how that completely changes the game. Because when you can tell that a season has changed, you can completely change your strategy and your ability to change your strategy based on the need of the time. The time is how far you will go. So it's a, like a person that enters into winter, still wearing summer attire. You are obviously going to suffer, probably die, you know. So um seasons is is is, is everything. Um, so that is one of the the operations I know in my life, but I mean, so I say that to say, you know, there are different personal gates. Um, there is a time when you you come into a point where, um, you know, a gate in your spirit, a gate in your soul's gate in your body. Um, the Bible speaks about you know governing your senses very carefully because the entryways to a man is the eyes, the ears, what you hear, what you what you see, what you touch, what you sense. You know, so being able to govern the gates of your body actually determines the health of your soul and your spirit. You know, being able to govern what you hear, being able to govern what you receive can determine you know how best you operate inside of you but also even like the gate of your soul um it's the place where you begin to um govern your emotions your emotional states you begin to govern your heart you begin to govern your mind um so there are certain things to to govern the gate of your soul there are certain things you cannot watch as a consecrated one you know why because it begins to provoke certain emotional responses from you you understand it begins to provoke certain um, kinds of dispositions inside of you when you are or when you open up your heart and you open up your soul um, to certain kinds of um, um, gates you know also there are certain kinds of um, conversations you cannot get into that will completely that will completely grieve you on the inside you understand so you don't want to um, you don't want to open up yourself to these things because you don't want to get grieved. You don't want to get bitter, you know, and all of that. So you, you know how to go your, your soul and even your spirit. Um, there are some things you cannot watch. You understand? Because you know that or there's some kinds of places you don't enter because you know that you're a spiritual being and in the spirit, you're kind of like a sponge and you soak in things. So you want to make sure that you don't position yourself in, in certain places. Um, but even within the spirit, there are also... Um, um, because one of the things that opened the gates of your spirit and um, positively towards the Lord is the reading of the word and prayer and fasting. These things just like, boom, you realize that in a season where you're consistently praying and consistently fasting and co you are consistent in study, it's almost like your spirit is oiled. You know, the things that before then will happen to you and you are completely broken, you're just, you're sad. You're like, I can't take it. I can't, you know, the moment you you enter into um, a time where you um, you you are giving yourself to this gate openers, these keys of the spirit, you realize that you are able to bear these things. You are able to go through them without complaining. Why? Because the word, prayer, study, they are kind of like keys that open the gates of your spirit, and you are able to receive the fullness of God in time and season. Okay, if you are still with me, I need you to let me know you are still with me. Because I feel like <laughs> everybody has left this chat room. All right, prayer and community, I'm going to wait for you. I want to, if you're here, type it there. Pierre, we're here. We're praying. We're writing. We're listening. 
you know, we're, we're learning, you know. All right, guys, I want to hear from you. Thank you, Angela, for not leaving me. Thank you, Gwendoline. Uh, Pamwa. Cleon, you're here. Cleon, I'll see you soon in South Africa, finally. Um, Patricia, Babidele, Kate. Uh, okay, Phyllis, I see you guys. You're here and listening. Okay, great, 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 great. Um, there's some of you that are consistent of prayer I, I look forward to meeting you uh, very soon. Uh, fantastic. All right. So Genevieve says, okay, everybody, praise God. Let's keep going. Um, let's keep going this morning. So um, how do you discover like ancient gates um, that are instituted over your life? you know, um, uh, over regions and over places. And because these gates could be um, positive gates, these gates could be gates that are ordained by God and some of them may not be, you know. Um, so how do you discover all of these things and how do you walk around it? So um, the gate of God, and so I want to talk to you about something. So in Genesis um, 28, verse 10 to 19, um, we see that it says, now Jacob went out from Besheba and went to Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set and he took one of the stones of that place and um, and he put, put it at his head. <laughs> so he took one of the stones of that place and he put it at his um, head and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac and the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and the south, and you and your seed and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and I will keep you wherever you go and I will bring you to the land, um, to this land, for I will not leave you um, um, I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from the sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God and it is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob arose in the morning and took the stone and he put that he put his head on and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of the place Bethel, but the name of that city had been lost previously. Um, so you see um, in this story in the Bible where Jacob encounters a gate and the gate, he actually was just journeying and he came to a place where he was tired. Now, that was a Kairos moment for, Jake, for Jacob because so he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. So you would think that, so what happened was 
physical calendar created an opportunity for him to come into a Kairos calendar. So the physical calendar was, oh, the sun has set, so it is time for me to sleep. But when inside of that physical calendar was a Kairos moment. So we need to know when physical calendars are literally leading us to Kairos moments, open gates in the spirit. Because um, remember what I said to you, that it's not every adversary that is of of the devil, sometimes the Lord would allow the adversary system of, I remember the adversary is something that resists you or stands um, against you, you know, to make sure that you don't enter into a certain place. So imagine that the enemy set up, um, God allows the system. And so in a case like this, the son has said he couldn't go any further. There was nothing he could do. And he was tired. So he, he lay down and there he had this encounter. So the ancient gates you are called to recover are along the path of your life. So many times we think, oh, it's going to be this brand new mission or commissioning or something that is just like, wow, throws you off. No, it's usually on the path of your life. It's usually on the path of the journey that God calls you to. You know, that's where you usually find the, the, the gates that the Lord has called you to recover. Let me bring this down. Let me bring this home to you. For example, um, you are dealing with a particular situation at home or your life and, you know, so sorry, guys. I am with you. Just All right, guys. So sorry. Just had to take um, a second. All right. So um, it's usually on the path of your life. I should cover this later. And I'll say, imagine if you're going through a particular thing um, in a season of your life, maybe in your house, in your home, in your family, or maybe you go through a season of seeming drought or dryness in your finances. And um, as a couple, you have to navigate that season. What begins to happen in that is that in that season of navigation, in that season of going through um, that drought or going through that dryness, um, what begins to happen is that you now find, um, you now, and you stay in the Lord. What you can potentially break into is the revelation of how to break the hand of financial drought from the, from your life. Because you are not just, oh God, give us money, God, give us money, God, help us. But you are sitting back and you are saying, you know, Lord, you know, what exactly is going on here? Father, show us, you know, by the spirit of revelation, what is standing against us. Father, give us different kinds of methods in the spirit realm by which we can break this season of our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, so as you stay in that place of learning, not just crying out to God for solution, but actually learning the solution of the spirit and learning the solution of God, something happens to you. You begin to open up a certain gate and you begin to understand, okay, this is how 
how how um, wealth works, and it, it's the so for every is so for every other area of life. So it is as you go on in the journey of your life that you actually encounter the different kinds of gates that God wants to give you authority over, and God wants to teach you how to master. So many times we are sitting under the influence of ancient gates that simply require a reactivation and we don't know it as long as we don't we do, we as long as we don't remain um sorry hold on we're sitting under the influence of ancient gates and we don't know it you know and many times the reason why we don't know it is that we remain under the influence of um religious systems and you know stuff like that and so we are not able to tell that oh this is what is going on so as long as you have locked encounters with god and you have locked moments of his appearing into a religious space or you have locked it into a cultural traditional space you usually cannot tell when god is moving so for someone like jacob he came into that place and he thought to himself you know what yeah, this is just a good place to sleep. I'm sure he probably found the best stone, the smoothest stone, the best area, and he laid his head and he slept. But he could not tell that he was sleeping under the influence of an ancient gate. And so in the same way for many of us, uh, many people are still sitting under the influence of maybe gates over a city, gates over a region, gates over a generation, gates in a system. And we have all said to ourselves, this is how it works. This is how it operates. This is how, you know, um, this is how we do it. And you have never realized that, listen, you are actually standing somewhere, the same way that there were angels ascending and descending. That's the same way where, where if it was a demonic gate, there is constant spiritual activity going on at a gate. Constant spiritual activity. Why? Because gates are entryways. You are entering and you are exit. So the question is, in the spirit realm, what is entering and exiting your life? What does your body, your life, or a location present, you know, for there to be entry and exit into? You know, so um, Jacob was like, I, I didn't know. Perhaps he would have done things differently if the moment he got there, he knew that, oh, you know, I remember, guys, this is the altar that, that his grandfather, Abraham, had erected at Bethel. That was the same altar that was still speaking two generations later. You know, so um, the gate of Abraham was opened by an altar. So if you recover the ancient gates that Abraham had opened, then you also have to build your own altars. So that's why when he got up, it was like, nah, there's a tradition. There's a way my father Isaac told me that my grandfather Abraham used to do it. So he took um, the stone upon which he had the encounter and he, he poured the oil on it. Your oil, usually when you're making a trip like that, your oil is the most essential commodity because in those days, oil was used for everything. Oil was used for cooking. Oil was used for lighting their lamps. You know, oil was used for, you know, the body. You know, oil was also even traded in those days to make money and to come into wealth. So it was such an essential commodity. So for um, Jacob to pour his oil for a journey he did not know when he would end. For him to pour the oil like that over the stone, what Jacob was doing was that he was pouring his resources, he was pouring out his faith, he was pouring out, you know, his potential strength, he was pouring everything out because it's like, this encounter is worth more than me being able to eat a good meal. This encounter is worth more than me being able to just, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, light my lamp along the way. Because remember in those days, there were always bandits on the way not in those days till now but
but with your lamp, you are able to see, with your lamp, you are able to, the psalmist says, the Lord is a, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He was literally talking about how they moved in those days, because sometimes in those days, they used to wear like um little, it's like little lamps and that uh, you can tie around someone's feet. It, it actually existed so that everywhere you put your feet, you could see um, the spots that you are standing on. And then there was also the big lamp that they used to light your path ahead of you. So um, for, 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 for um, this guy, Jacob, to pour his oil, you could see what he was pouring. It wasn't something that did not cost him. It wasn't a case of, oh, I have more oil over there, you know, and I, let me just use it for this altar. No, it was actually something that cost him, something that meant a lot to him. But he was like, you know what? I can tell that I have met with God here and I'm not going to leave this without, you know, pouring into it, without giving to it. You know, so um, the gate, so he, he poured his oil, the gate of heaven is actually the house of God. That's the next point. So he said it categorically. He says, I have encountered a gate here. And I can tell you that wherever there is a gate, the gate is leading to the house of God. He says, so if we're indeed the temples of God, then we must be the entryways to the realities of heaven. It's that simple. He says, this is the gate of heaven. He said, the gate of heaven is here and this is the house of God. So if God now has said that we are his house, we are his tabernacle, that means for every born again Christian that you encounter, you are encountering a gate into a reality of heaven. It's that simple. You are encountering a gate into a reality of God. So because we are the house of God. So what does that mean? What does that look like? He says that when he encountered this gate, angels were not just ascending, but angels were also descending. So that is to tell you that um, uh, it says angels were ascending and descending. So the ascension was first before the descending. So that means every time, everywhere you find a gate or anybody who stands as a spiritual godly altar, what they do is that they release something from the earth. Remember what Jesus said to Peter. He says, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you lose in heaven shall be losing on the earth. So the activity begins first on the earth, then it enters into the heaven. So the earth is the first of all, the place that initiates and activates um, the move between heaven and earth. So it was that altar that was sending signals up. So it's like a, and I, when, I, when I say an altar, I don't want you to just think about in the traditional sense of what you know. I needed to think differently, think technologically, for example, and you create a beaming system, um, a transmitter of some sort, you create it here on the earth and it is transmitting signals to the heaven, heavens. And maybe all those movies where they're trying to find out is there alien life out there or something and it's transmitting signals and the signals from heaven can then respond to the signals on the earth. So it's kind of like that when you become an active gate in the spirit realm. You are constantly re releasing signals to the heavens and, you know, the heavens are releasing signals to you and there is the back and forth movement. So the question is, if you are the house of God, what kind of um, interaction are you having? You know, what kind of engagement are you having with the heavenly realms? You know, so you have to consistently remember this. So um, I, I, we're going to go on. I, we're going to talk about the opening of, you know, um, satanic gates and the consequences of it. But before we go on, I want us to, I want us to um, just make, make a prayer quickly this morning, because it says, you know, you are the house of God, 
Therefore, you are the you, you are the gate of heaven. Everywhere you go and everywhere that you walk through, you are a living, breathing, walking gate. You know, you enter into the life of a person. You can pull them into the reality um, of, of God that you are experiencing. You know, um, that, that, that is the purpose of the gate. And you know, the Bible, Jesus said, it says, I will build my church upon this rock of revelation and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the revelation you receive is the activation for the gate ways inside of you. Your revelation is what opens the gate system embedded inside of you. So every time you meet someone or you go to a place, you are in contention with the gates that they carry, or you are in contention with the gates that have been established in that place. Why? Because it is a war of gates that we are in. So, but how do you wage the warfare is when you realize your own gate system. It happened to um, Peter the moment he said, you are Jesus, the son of the living God. Jesus said to him, now you are ready to be a gate that we contend against the gate of the enemy. Gates usually speaks of authority, power, leadership, and dominion. So the gate inside of you is your Genesis 128 commissioning. It is that thing inside of you that makes it possible for you, in spite of the circumstances of the earth, to be able to multiply, replenish, subdue, and to have dominion. It is the power of God activated inside of you that makes it possible for you to enter regions that makes it possible for you to encounter people who are satanic and yet you are not overcome by them. When you find a gate, it is like a beaming system. There is a constant frequency that is released around a gate. There is a constant energy that is beaming around a gate. When you come into a gate, you enter into the territory of God. You enter into the territory of the glory and the power of God. There is an immersion that happens into the power of the everlasting God. The Bible declares that he dwells in an unapproachable light. When you come into a gate of the Lord, when you begin to activate the gate of God within you, something happens to you. Darkness cannot approach you. Darkness cannot overcome you because the Bible says the light, it overcomes the darkness. It is an overcoming. It is an overthrowing. So a man that is carrying the light of God and is, and is the light of God upon the earth, it is the man that has the ability to overthrow the gate system of hell to overthrow the powers of darkness. It says the darkness cannot comprehend it. The light overcomes the darkness. That means the darkness is pushing, but the light overcomes it. It overcomes its schemes. It overcomes its technologies. It overcomes its intelligence. It overcomes its power. It overcomes its orchestrations. So when you see darkness trying to manifest in your child, you need to activate your gate. You need to activate the gate of light. When God was going to deal with darkness, what was the first thing he did? He said, let there be light. Light speaks about illumination. Light speaks about revelation. Light speaks about understanding, knowledge, and practicality. So when you call for light and you activate the light system within your gate, what you are doing is that you are first engaging on the level of knowledge and revelation so that you can wage a good warfare. This morning, Lebo Shanda. Shakero Bokosibra in Gedele Papa. 
Suke papale di da 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 bakoste. Vando rukaske pa. Vando ruskapekai. Come on, speak to your inside this morning. Come on, speak to the gate within you this morning. And say to yourself, I am the gate of God. I am the gate of heaven because I am the temple of the living God. I am the dwelling place of Jehovah Elohim himself. Therefore, operational inside of me are all kinds of spiritual God heavenly realities. I decree that I am the connecting point between heaven and earth. Everywhere that I go, I carry the presence of the everlasting God. I carry the presence of the ancient one. I am the opening and, and I am the pathway into the fullness of God, into the realities of God. I decree and I declare that I carry inside of me the technology of the spirit by which women can be released, by which women can be liberated. I decree that I carry inside of me the technology of the spirit by which deliverance can come to a generation for I am the house of God therefore I have the gates of heaven it is not hard for me to come into the realities of Zion it is not hard for me to manifest Zion why because I am the house of God and I am the gate of heaven I never dwell in a season of darkness and confusion because I am the house of God and I am the gate of heaven therefore I say lift up your head, O ye gate, and be ye lifted up, you ancient everlasting door, that the King of glory within me might come in. For wherever I go, I carry the glory and the presence of the everlasting God into every system, into every sector, into every area in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Rebocco Sandia. Shavrega de la Bonta Paradeco Sukopai. Jifon Papale de la Canda Valadoske Papai. Jacquele Biriana Manto, Peria Capacin de Veladilana. Correba Sanda, Cureba Sante Pecele de Baruske Papai. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, you know, um, um, sometime this year, I think it was February or I think it was March. I'm not sure. But we were talking about um, the streams that flow out of Zion. And we're talking about estuaries and how the estuaries work. And so while we're praying just now, the Spirit of God began to say to me, for many people, it is not a problem of revelation. For many people, it is not a problem of knowing that you are the house of God and you carry the rivers of God. For many people, um, it is about being having the understanding on how to that river can break forth into the world. And you know, for many people, they have come into that place where um the, the, the sea of the earth meets with the stream and the river of God that is coming out of them. Um, but it has formed some sort of estuary, but the purpose of the estuary is that it breaks out. It then takes um, the water coming from the streams and it breaks it into the rivers and, it, um, and into the seas of the earth. So um, I pray that the Spirit of God will show you how to take what you have and to break it into the world. Because what you carry is not just, um, it's not for a religious purpose. Religion tells you to hold all the holiness in, to hold all the 
glory in, to hold all the power in, you know, but what the Lord teaches us um, is to break it out and to let it flow out and to let it water replenish and strengthen the earth. You know, there are certain people who will get to heaven and when you see them in heaven, they will be so glorified and so um, honored by God. And you will think to yourself, but this person just used to sit in church. Like they literally did nothing in church. They were not in any, de in any department, in any unit. But you see, the reason we would realize that the reason why God was honoring the person was probably because the person was like a paleontologist or the person was a zoologist and they made it their lifelong goal to replenish, to restore um, the animal kingdom. And then you begin to realize that there are different levels of dominion and ways that God, because the Bible says he's the God of the whole earth. So the God that you cry to is the God that the, the lion cries to, is the God that a, a cheetah will cry to when their baby is not fed or their baby is about to die. He's the God of the animals. He's the God of the sea. He's the God of the sky. He's the God that takes care of the birds the same way he takes care of you. So you have to understand that when a man locks into kingdom dominion, part of the ways he begins to see the world, he begins to see, take responsibility for every aspect of God's creation. So I'm saying this to you so that you begin to understand that your gate is not to lock your glory in, but your gate is to break your glory out. So your gate becomes your filtration system. It becomes your channel by which you release that which God has placed inside of you to the whole earth. All right. So, uh, um, now, if you, so there are some, so in Genesis 11, verse four to five, and I was talking to you about it yesterday. Um, it's the story of when they said, they said, come, let us build for ourselves a city, a tower whose top will reach into heaven and let us make for ourselves a name. Otherwise we will be scattered abroad the, the face of the earth. The Lord God came down to see the city and the tower which they had made. Now, five notable things about satanic gates, satanic um, ancient gates. Excuse me. Um, number one, the commission always resembles the commission to build righteous gates. So they said, come, let us build a city. So that's not a bad thing. That looks like a good thing. You know, that's why uh, the greatest danger of the enemy, like I said, is not the obvious attacks, but it is the ones that are not obvious. It is the ones that are shrouded in a lot of deception. So it looks like advancement. It looks like goodness. It looks like something, you know, good. Let us build a city. But usually inside of that act of, um, of increase um, is lying a, a kind of destruction. So for you to be able to detect this thing, you need to walk in a strong spirit of discernment. It says, now, um, another thing about such gates is if it, it never appears to be demonic, when you view it from a plain sight, because it masquerades itself under the cloak of advancements. These systems always break men in the process of establishing itself. And so, so when these guys were going to build this tower, the Bible says that they, they burnt bricks, you know, to be able to build it. And you know, um, no, they burnt clay to make bricks. And usually clay represents prophetically man because man was made out of the, the clay of the earth. So in burning um, clay to make bricks, it wasn't just that they made bricks, but they actually um, entered into some sort of um, 
um, slavery system where, where they broke humanity, where they broke people to be able to do their building. So it's another kind of system of work. And you see that happening also in today's work, world. You see also um, um, the children of Israel and, um, uh, and Egypt and the Egyptian systems. It's always about, you know, burning the brick, burning the clay, burning the clay to be able to create the bricks upon which you build your own industry. So it's the same way today. You see many people are burning the destinies of people, burning the dreams of people, burning the aspirations of people, burning the desires of people so that these people then become the bricks by which they build. You see this during the pandemic and many people called it, oh no, it is uh, um, this, these news are not true. These people are not really doing these things. But for crying out loud, look at the world today and you begin to ask yourself, what on earth was 2020 about? And then you realize it's still the same system of how some people come together and they say, come, let us build for ourselves a city. And they burn the people to build the bricks by which they can advance and raise demonic altars. You know, so you want to be very careful about every cultural trend um, that you encounter because the question is, if it is burning humanity to do what, to become what, even some work systems, some educational systems are actually burning the life out of our children. But we are there saying, yes, this is, you know, advancement, fantastic education. But the question is, your child is becoming enlightened onto what? Your child is being molded onto what? Is it being molded into becoming another brick for a satanic system or a satanic altar that the devil wants to raise upon which the Antichrist can thrive? Are they, um, and so this morning, I just bless everybody who is homeschooling. I bless everyone who is homeschooling and using godly curriculums and are imputing the life of God into their children. I, I commend your boldness. I commend your courage. I commend your strength. I commend um, um, your diligence to raising your children, you know, um, in a specific path that is that the spirit of God that you can categorically say, I am raising for myself a seed that I can present before the Lord. I commend you for it because I believe strongly in my heart that this is one of the ways, it is a very strong way uh, by which the Lord is raising for himself godly seeds and they are not being burnt by the system of the earth to be able to become just another brick, you know, that the enemy is creating. So, and I mean, my children are in regular school. So please, this is not to say that there are no schools, but I'm saying that even if you are a school owner or you're somebody responsible for children, and it's not just schools, but different kinds of systems, you stand in a, a position where you make policies, you stand in a position where you have the opportunity to create organizations. The question is, what are the principles by which you are building what you are building? Is it burning men to be able to raise bricks for yourself? Because that could only amount in creating an altar by which the demonic can come in. So we always want to step back and reevaluate the principles by which we now determine what work, living, and lifestyle should be. Now, um, so these, these satanic systems usually break men in the process of establishing themselves. At the pinnacle of these systems is always, um, of the, at the pinnacle of it is always the humans. Um, systems and spiritual protocols that open the way to dark powers and it enables them to invade the earth. So at the pinnacle of all of this, you will always find a person. You would always find a human being. Why? Because the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. But you see, at the same time, God has also given the earth into the custody of men. Satan might have taken the authority from man. So Satan then has the right to rule and to influence mankind and anyone 
who is not under the authority of God. You know, the Bible says you are servants to him that you yield yourself to obey. So as so obedience then becomes the marker of whose authority is upon you. So um, Satan has the right. That's why he could appear in the book of Job when the sons of God gather. That's why Satan could appear because Satan had derobed man and had taken the authority and authorization that man should have had to appear before the Lord. Satan had taken it. That's why he was the one that could appear before God in the book of Job. Now you begin to realize that in as much as he has that, he still does not have the ability to change or influence things on the earth until he does it through the gateway of a man. Because mankind and the human body, spirit, and soul configuration is the gate that opens um, up the heavens to be able to enter the earth. Without man, no spirit, it doesn't matter the dominion you have taken, can enter the earth. Because Satan does not have the configuration of the human spirit and the human body. He can fake it sometimes, but he doesn't have it. So he doesn't have, the, he may have the authority to rule, but he doesn't have the power to rule without partnering with man. And it's the same thing with God. God has to partner with man because man is the gate. So at the pinnacle of any kind of demonic, satanic altar system that you see, you would always find a man and you always find humans sitting at the top of it. And there are protocols by which these systems actually work. And we'll look at that later. Now, these systems always seek to unify the language of the earth. Now, the disguise of, of, of equity that takes away the freedom of all. So it, it hides under a certain disguise of equity. Why? When God was going to destroy what they were building, what did God do? God took away their language. So he took away that thing that was unifying them. And in a way, when you speak the same language as a person, there's a sense in which you think, oh, we have a connection, we are one. But it was actually a kind of equity that took the freedom away from people. Remember, God has said that they should leave the garden and replenish the whole earth. So the commission of God was not for man to now um, stop at one point and not go any further. The great commission of the Garden of Eden was replenish, um, um, subdue, and all of that, and take dominion over all the earth. The same great commission of Jesus was begin from Jerusalem, Judea, uh, and go to the ends of the earth. So the plan of God was always for occupying. The plan of God was always take the whole earth. The plan of God was always spread and don't stay in a place. That is always the commission of God for expansion, for increase, for multiplication. So you are listening to me here today and you're thinking to yourself, you know, well, I just feel like, no, 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 no. The gates of Eden was actually the river system and the channel system was actually for whatever you experience in the presence of God to break out into the whole earth. So do not stifle, do not cover, do not stagnate that which the Lord wants to expand and explode and cause to flow into every, every nation and every place. Um, so, um, um, so here, so when you look at what they did in, in, in this Genesis, basically what they're doing in Genesis 11 was to stifle man. And it was going against the commission of God. Because in that case, man would not have been able to dominate the whole earth. A huge portion of the earth would have just been rendered into, um, you know, demonic habitat, um, ha ha um, habitats, you know, for demonic and satanic spirits. And a huge expanse of the earth would not have been dominated by man. So God came down and he broke it. He scattered that language. Remember what they said. He said, let us make a name for ourselves. So part of the ways you tell, you can tell if you are under the influence or so, 
kind of demonic system, or there is a gate that is open inside of you that is not a gate of the spirit of God or the nature of God, is that it is about making a name for yourself. It is about arriving at a place where the name of Jesus and the authority of the name of Jesus is no longer sufficient for you and is no longer the superior. As a matter of fact, you want to use the name of Christ to build your own name, to grow your own name, for your own name to be exalted and to stand side by side with the name of the Lord. Then you know that you are under the influence of a satanic system. And so you see this happening also in the book of Ezekiel. And when, when Satan will say, I will ascend, I will sit upon the hill, I will become as God, I will, he was also trying to to make a name for himself. There's a way you spot it. It says, um, you were beautiful and you were perfect until the day iniquity was found in you. So you see, the advent of iniquity is usually the burden of a satanic system. It's usually the burden of a satanic gateway by which generations can flow into the same consequences of what that gate releases. So the way you want to check it, first of all, is, you know, what is boiling in my heart? What is bubbling in my heart? What is coming out of me? Am I trying to elevate myself above God? Am I trying to elevate myself above the solution of God above the uh, above the pathway of God above the ways of God above the strategies of God above the culture of God am I trying to raise for myself an alternative system that I believe is more powerful because it satisfies my flesh or am I following the Lord steadily to grow in the ways and in the culture of God. That's why you see when God said to people, I will make you great. He actually did not begin by making them great. He actually began by teaching them greatness in the midst of the small things and in the midst of the smallness of life. God said to Abraham, I will give you a land. I will give you a nation and through you, the whole earth will be blessed. But Abraham was a wanderer and he was moving from tents to tents all his life. This is a man that had been promised a whole nation, yet he could never find a place of stability to dwell. The Bible says he dwelt in tents with himself, with his son, and I think also with his grandchildren, but himself and his son, they moved from tents to tents. And so even Abraham and the seed of Abraham, what they saw in the time of the one that received the promise was not an actualization of the promise. Even Isaac did not see the promised land. It was even by the grace of God that Jacob saw it. So the people who were the original um, progenitors of the promise actually Actually did not see it. So sometimes when, when the reason why God does that is so that you begin to understand that it is not about the glory and the power and the image of abundance and plenty, but it is really about the heart of the person. Your heart is the first place that receives the blessing of God before there is a manifestation. Your heart is the landing pad for every blessing, for every um, good command of the Lord. It is within the heart that, um, and that, 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 that a man believes first. It is within the heart that cultures first begin. It is within the heart that traditions um, emerge. It is within the heart that um, a thinking pattern and a mindset starts. It begins from the heart. It begins from the heart. It begins from the heart. So the question is, who are you on the inside? That's why you find some people and that you say, oh, the whole world thinks this person is this. And yes, you see the blessings of God following the person. Why? Because you are observing um, the manifestation of uh, uh, the person's, the way the person manifests the 
blessings, goodness, and commands of God. But the problem is the person is manifesting this in a broken way. Why? Because the person has a broken filtration system. Let me explain what I mean. The filtration system of the individual is dependent on the experiences they've had, dependent on the location where they grew up, um, is dependent on the circumstances by which they were raised and the culture by which they were raised. All these things becomes your filtration system. So a person's heart can be right, but the person will be having a filtration system that is being developed, a filtration system that is being refined by the Spirit of God. So when they are releasing something which is true and pure, but they release it in a broken way. So you have to be able to recognize when it is not the person that is broken or demonic, but it's the person's filtration system. Those are two completely different things. So you then begin to realize that what God is really, really, really trying to change is number one, your heart. Try your heart. Get your heart into the right place. And then as God does that work, then God begins to train your culture. God begins to train your filtration system. God begins to say to you, oh, you don't talk to people like that. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't treat people like that. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, You, you don't walk like that. Oh, oh, no. Don't you know that that, that that is a problem? The Lord then begins to attack your filtration system, your cultural biases, so that what is in what he has established inside of you as a good heart can then flow into the world untainted um, and can reach generations. Um, yeah, so am I beginning to talk too much or too fast? Um, hope you are still with me. All right, guys. All right, guys. So, yes. So the Lord wants to, um, the Lord wants to touch your heart um, because I'm, I'm waiting to see if my people are here. So now, another thing about such systems is that the solution to dismantling such gates is the invasion of a different language, a different communication, a different kind of speaking. This is why one of the first things that the Holy Spirit does is to give utterance. One of the first things he does is to give utterance. So you see that people get born again. And Jesus said to them, they said, Jesus, what are we going to do? How are we going to live without you? How are we going to be able to survive? You are leaving us. What shall we do? Jesus said, hey, no, I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm sure the people probably thought, because they didn't know what the Holy Ghost was. They didn't know what they were waiting for. They didn't know what they were expecting. You know, so you, I'm sure they thought to themselves, surely he's giving us power to make earthquake. He's giving us ability to... And then the Holy Spirit comes. And one of the first manifestations of the Holy Ghost on the people was that he changed their language. So what they lost in Babylon, because Satan was trying to use the unified language of men to be able to erect demonic altars, God gave it back to them in the book of Acts chapter 2. And he gave them a unified language. But this time, it is an encoded spiritual language that the enemy cannot um, access. And because the enemy cannot access or understand it, he cannot use it to bring the earth together or he cannot use it anymore to be able to do what he was trying to do in Genesis 11. So then God encodes the language, makes it inaccessible to hell, and then he gives it back to man as a form of unity. So whether you are in China or you are in Nigeria or you are in um, Spain, wherever you are, the moment the three of us are we become united as one. 
So we become one in the Lord, one in spirit. But what are we doing? We are opening the spiritual gate of God. We are opening the gates onto the power and the presence of God. So this is why God then gave them one utterance in the spirit that they may build again a godly system for the Lord and they may open godly gates on the earth. So from these five notable features about satanic gates that I've given to you, you want to be able to go back and ask yourself, what am I under? What kind of influence? What are the things that are being dealt with in my life and where are they coming from? Now, when you want to um, rebuild a broken gate in your life or the broken gates in your spirit, one of the first things you want to do, there are several things I'm going to share and then we go you know, and there we go. But Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we just declare, Father, that any kind of um, satanic gates or altars that were raised around us or are still being raised right now, maybe in the nations, in the locations uh, where we are, in the systems where we find ourselves within the cultures that we engage with on a daily basis. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we just decree and we declare that we, O oh God, are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, we declare that the power of your righteousness within us, Father, super, um, supersedes, O oh God, whatever is being released around us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we just declare that we will not be deceived by what resembles a true commissioning from you. We will not be deceived. But Father, right now, we just receive a new level of discernment to be able to not only tell I'm good and evil, but to be able to tell good from best in the name of Jesus. Father, we decree and we declare that we will not be lured into any kind of demonic, satanic alliances in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, secondly, we just pray, even as we raise prayer against any kinds of, um, of these gates that are cloaking themselves um, in, our, in our environment. Father, we just declare that in the name of Jesus, that any system that was set up by hell to break up system, even in marriages um, that says, oh, you know, this, this is how men are. You know, they can never be faithful. They cheat. Those are systems that are burning men and burning people and burning marriages to raise bricks of some kind of demonic system around marriages. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just declare that our lives and our living, they break out of the systems that want to burn us into the image of the brokenness and in the into the image of darkness. Father, we declare, oh God, that we are not under such systems. It doesn't matter how far they've come. It doesn't matter how many generations have accepted and received them, but we just declare that by the power of the Holy Ghost, we will not become bricks for the altars of hell. We or our children or our families or our businesses or our ministries, oh God, will not be bricks that are, that, 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 that are laid for Satan to be able to erect his own altars. Father, we break out of such systems. We break out of such protocols. We break out of such cultures in the mighty name of Jesus. We are liberated, oh God, by our ability to tell when it is Christ and when it is not in the mighty name of Jesus. And it says that upon such satanic altars are usually um, men 
um, are usually um, satanic protocols. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just begin to pray, oh God, for the overthrowing, oh God, of human beings who have positioned themselves at the pinnacle of such demonic systems. Father, it may be in our lives, it may be in our lineages, it may be in our father and our mother's houses, it may be in our marriages, it may be in, uh, uh, in the industry where we serve, it may be in our nation. Father, we begin to ask for the pulling down of every kind of demonic, satanic gatekeepers over regions, over territories, over um, our bodies, over our families, over our personal lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, whichever, whichever people have positioned themselves and they have said to themselves that we will be the gatekeepers to these demonic altars, to these satanic rituals. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pull them down by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, as we stand in prayer, Father, we declare that today, let there be a dethroning, let there be a dethroning, let there be a dethroning of such powers in our lives or such individuals that make themselves gateways, oh God, so that certain cycles of brokenness are continuing in our lives. Father, let them be pulled down, let them be shut down now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just declare, oh God, let the authority be taken away from them. Let the power be taken away from their father. People who have positioned themselves as the enemy of God had to become the gateways by which satanic systems have continued to find power in our lives and in our environment. Lord, let them be taken down suddenly in the name of Jesus. We just release the fire of the Holy Ghost and the power of God is set against such individuals now in the name of Jesus. The Bible declares that he that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. God, they are trying to dig a pit for us, for me, for my family, for my children. My God, I ask that in the name of Jesus, that you will weaken their legs, that you will break their arms of strength, oh God, that you will scatter their jaws by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you will make it impossible for them to speak, to move, or to orchestrate uh, the wheels of darkness. Father, make it impossible for them to be able to serve these demonic altars in the name of Jesus. Father, no longer shall blood be spilled uh, for any altar to continue to speak over my life. Father, I remove myself, I remove my husband, I remove my children uh, from under the speaking of any kind of satanic altar. I declare that by the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, we are not associated with the building or the rebuilding uh, of any kind of a Babel-like system or any kind of Babel-like altar that opens gates to Satan, that opens gates to hell. Father, I remove my family. I disassociate myself uh, and my lineage and my children and my spouse, oh God, uh, from any such altars in the name of Jesus. God, I have the right to pray these prayers for my husband because the Bible declares that both of us have become one. Uh, in my experience, is his experience, is his experience, is my experience. Uh, and so I stand, oh God, as a gatekeeper, oh God, uh, over my marriage in the name of Jesus. And I declare uh, that my family, my husband, my children, our lives and everything that we build is pulled out of the satanic system uh, of this world, of our lines, oh God, of systems, of cultures, of, of religions, of locations in the name of Jesus. Kere Moko Sunday. 
We ask the Holy Ghost to do a purging. We ask the Holy Ghost to do a purging. We ask the Holy Ghost to do a purging for there to be a removal of any residue of a previous altar, any residue of a previous satanic system that was set up in our names, that was set up in our names. God, we ask that to remove any residue remaining huh, that connects with these systems. Anytime we go to anywhere in the world that connects with satanic altars, anytime we go to anywhere in the world, Father, we ask that you remove the residue of it in the name of Jesus, because I need you to understand what it's like. is for you to have your Bluetooth or your Wi-Fi on, huh? and anytime you go into locations and places huh, that carry the ability to connect with it, it can pick it up. Huh? So some people walk into cities, they walk into nations, they walk into places, huh? and the altars that were raised in Nigeria are, are, are connecting, are connecting with satanic altars in regions. Father, we say any residue, any residue left in our system. Father, we ask that you purge it and you remove it in the name of Jesus. Father, for we have no alliance with such systems. We have no alliance, oh God, with such altars in the name of Jesus. God, we just ask that the altar of the blood of Jesus begins to speak more loudly over our lives than any, any other kind of altar that was instituted on our behalf. Lord, we ask that in the name of Jesus, let the blood of Jesus begin to speak. And when we enter into places, huh? Father, let our names be picked up by the altars of intercessors. Let our names be picked up by the altars of great men in the spirit. Let our names be picked up by the altars, oh God, of people, people who know the Lord and who have a heart for God in the name of Jesus. We change our signal system. We change our signal system by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I declare that I am beaming oh God, I am beaming, oh God, my system is beaming, oh God, and releasing signals, oh God, to people who carry your heart, who have your name, who know your way, oh God, my, my, my system is beaming, oh God, to altars of favor, altars of grace, altars of truth, altars of power, in the name of Jesus, I am not attracted to, neither are satanic systems attracted to me, in the mighty name of Jesus, I attract light, the Bible declares that deep colored unto deep, therefore I declare that I am attracting the depth of the ways of God. I am attracting the depth of the spirit of God in the name of Jesus. Kimo Shavea, Kimo Shivaya, Vele nombre undeski valate, corre basombra in de beruna masate, caparua zevana, baruske papale dilaka, zonkre kentempuria matuski prea copara catea, coparua de berea scupe into varane matosa, carre babuske paruba sante levele cataca, he corre basa, come on, release the language of the spirit, release the language of the spirit, release the language of the spirit. Ha, the Lord scattered their previous language so they could never like build, but by the language of the spirit, we build and we rebuild the walls of God. Every satanic altar 
over families that have said the firstborn son will always die by the time he's 40. God, in the name of Jesus, we break those agreements. Lord Jesus, we begin to break those, um, uh, uh, those seals of our families right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, every satanic altar that is still speaking that says by the time they are 50, that they will lose their daughters. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we begin to break those satanic systems and those altars. In the mighty name of Jesus, we say they shall not stand her right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. That mental illness that runs through bloodlines right now by the power of the Holy Ghost and we go down into the foundation of where that covenant was made and we cut that tree right now by the acts of the word of the Lord. We cut the tree and then with the axe, we cut it at its root in the name of Jesus. We say, let the blood of Jesus that speaks, let the blood of Jesus that is in the eternal power, that speaks in the heavens and speaks on the earth, let it begin to take out those trees from their roots. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord Jesus, we begin to speak for about to those altars huh, that were erected by grandfathers and forefathers huh, that were erected in nations and by national leaders huh, that they said to themselves we shall be the custodians of wealth huh, and anyone who must come to wealth must pass through this demonic door right now in the name of Jesus we begin to break it huh. For the Bible says that Jesus is the way. Huh? Jesus is the door. Huh? And so today we intentionally confront that door. Huh? We intentionally confront that gate huh? that has stood of our brothers and our sisters. Huh? That has stood of our fathers and our mothers. Huh? That gate that has said that nobody in this lineage huh? shall ever amount to anything greater. That gate that stands and says the best of your family line huh, is your grandfather right now Isaac said to Esau in the day that you gain the dominion haha in the day that you become restless in your spirit huh, in the day that you grow fat in revelation the yoke shall be broken from off your neck huh. Lord Jesus, Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we challenge that demonic voice of speaking her. We challenge the voice of that principality, the voice of that power. We say that in the name of Jesus, we are in no partnership with you. We, Father, this morning, her, we begin to say that we break every covenant we may have made with such altars, whether we made it in our words, in our actions, in our beliefs, in our culture. Father, this morning, come on, I need somebody to begin to break her. I need somebody to begin to repent and say right now, oh God, I disassociate myself from any kind of demonic, satanic belief or culture that I have embraced by that I have embraced her, that has become an open door and an open gate her, to the voice of this demonic covenants that were made even before I was born. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I renew 
renounce them. I renounce their acts. I renounce their ways. I declare that by the blood of Jesus, there is a reinstitution going on in my inner mind. There is a reinstitution going on in my spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. I saw as I renounce, I stand as a gatekeeper over my family. I stand, oh God, as the last seed, oh God, of, of, of the children, of the last seed of the family, of, of Tony Benedicta I stand as the last seed, as the last one that proceeded out of the womb of my mother, out of the gate of my mother, my father. And so I stand and I shut that gate in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare that by the power of the Holy Ghost, that no other kind of language, that is not the language of the Spirit, no other kind of speaking, that is not the speaking of God can pass through these gates anymore. In the name of Jesus, I break any kind of demonic, satanic alliances that were made by reason of the days that these gates were open. I say you no longer are viable in the name of Jesus because I scatter and annul any kind of arrangement you have and I do it by the blood of Jesus. I do it by the power of the Holy Ghost. I do it on the integrity and the infallibility of the word of the Lord. And so I decree that in the name of Jesus, that gate is shut. The name Nigeria literally means the region of darkness in Latin. And so God, I declare and I decree that I break myself out of a region of darkness. I decree and I declare that any satanic altars that were laid in the waters, in the air, on the land concerning this nation, Father, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I decree and I declare that I may be born in Nigeria, but I am not born into darkness. Whosoever has come to God is in the light. So also in the mighty name of Jesus, let there be an unveiling, let there be an opening, let there be an illumination of the grace of God, of the power of God upon my life. Let the light system of heaven and the beacon of heaven, let it shine upon me in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, somebody, don't stop praying. Don't stop waging war this morning. Hey, come on, use the revelation we have received in the past 10 days and begin to wage war. Hold the sword of the spirit in your right hand. Clench the sword of his word. Clench it with your soul. Clench it with your spirit. Clench it with your mind. Hold the word of the Lord with everything that is inside of you and advance with full speed. Somebody is breaking a generational curse this morning. They have said that every woman in that house will be raped because your forefathers was, was a rapist. Right now we break the bondage of rape over that house, over that community, over that family, over that nation, in the name of Jesus. We open a new door in the spirit realm this morning. It is a door of the integrity of the male line. And it is a door of 
of the virtue of the female line. Huh? In the name of Jesus, man, 2K, 2K, Tata. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Pray out of revelation. Huh? Jesus said to Peter, huh? because you have come into revelation, huh? because you have been taught for 10 days about data, you now have the ability to bind and to lose her. You now know how to navigate in the spirit realm. Come on, pray. Kim bone to bone to bone to bone to palatata tatata. Shambre kidala burekazaka telema tuleba talaba telebaya. His copala day, his copala day, his copala day. Reorder, rearrange. Come on, lelelebelele baluska paradata tata. Jean Gronga Bellatuba, Jean Gronga de la Matuba, Jean Gronga de la Matuba, Jean Gronga de la Matuba, Meredende Brucusanda, Meredende Baracusande, Kepantuna Matata, Jembarata, 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 come on, come on, war for your seed. Iraganda, Danda, 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 they have said all the men in this family must be polygamous, but I say by the power of the Holy Ghost. That the heart of my son shall be set on but one, and one only, the one that they are married to. In the name of Jesus, declare it. Come on, declare it. They have said that in your family, the man must marry more than one wife. Break that chain today. In Gomele Dele Bakasanta. Abaradoske Papai. Jevele Devele 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 Dalabaso. They have said that in that nation, the women will never rise up. That the women will never become anything. Come on, break it today. That which you break, you become a keeper over. This is how leaders are raised. This is how great men are born. They are born and they are ordained in the spirit realm by reason of the victories that they have won. When you see people that are celebrated, you see people that have won victories in areas in the realm of the spirit. Wake up, 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 wake up. Your spirit wakes up this morning. Your soul wakes up. Your mind wakes up. I break the sleep of death over you. And death cycles. I break it in the name of Jesus. The kind of sleep that makes you a prey to hell. The kind of sleep that makes you a prey to hell. I don't know if Alex is on this call, but the Spirit of God says, today is your day, Alex. Today is your Kairos moment for the breaking of chains, for the releasing her into the gates of dominion of the Spirit. Koparana mashende kai, 
Basuge kalabakele kai. Belendo 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 berekezele boruka zapagara batanta tai. Alande kurema sanka palatai. Shombrega de lema kurema tanda daraitai. Kora bakatanke de lemia kuntevrea katai. In the name of Jesus, Malantole basakea. We shut the demonic gates of sickness. Ila masokre imbasa. Sickness is in the body. Sickness is in the mind. We shut the gates in the mighty name of Jesus. Koreba shandala bakose kaparada. Kabarune sabaraketa. Kela mashandala ba. We break those gates, ha. Huh? We break it, we break it, we break it, we break it, ha. Huh? We seal the entryways in the mighty name of Jesus. Selemonde biyanada kesa. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Halania malane malana kelebosha. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Yes, we rebuke the hand of depression. Right now, in Jesus' name, ha, we rebuke the hand of depression. We break it and break it to that lady lying down on her bed. You are curled up in a ball and you are crying. I break it. You are constantly being attacked by snakes in your dreams. Yes, yes, I see it. Marlando I break it in the name of Jesus. I reject that infiltration of that serpentine spirit. I just want you to begin to renounce whatever entryway you might have given to that thing over the years that you have allowed and you have permitted. Break it this morning in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, 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 break every chain. There is power, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, 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 break every chain. see it is chains of bitterness bitterness held for so long that has become the foothold of the enemy right now in the mighty name of Jesus I want you to begin to release that bitterness release that hate release that anger I want you to say I reject you in the name of Jesus 
not lie to myself about what I've been through. I do not lie to myself about what has happened to me. But I choose God. I choose the way of the Spirit. I declare that I am not a bitter person. And so right now, I want you to begin to release as many people as you can remember. Begin to release them. The people that you have um, held um, anger against and bitterness against. Begin to release them right now. Begin to release them. For some of you, it's your father. For some of you, it's your mother's. For some of you, it's a system you thought treated you unfairly. Begin to release them. Because this is the reason why the enemy is still infiltrating your life. No matter how many security systems you put in a house to lock the front door and the windows, as long as the back door remains open, you can still be invaded and you are being invaded. So can we just stop that right now? Let us stop that invasion. Can you glorify your liberty above your need to be right? Can you glorify your liberty above your need to pay back? This morning, I ask that God gives you the true strength of the spirit, which is to overlook a matter, which is to overcome it by the capacity of the Holy Ghost. This morning, let go. Let it go. Let it go. I stand with you in the spirit realm. I stand and I throw the cloak of God's covering over you. You have the ability to break out of it. Right now, let the deliverance begin to happen. All the abuse you suffered, all the shame you suffered, all the lies that were told against you, the way you were mocked, the way you were deceived. We let it go this morning. We let it go in the name of Jesus. All the people who didn't stand up for you, the people who should have covered you, all the people who should have defended you that never rose up to their responsibility. We let it go right now in the name of Jesus. The days you had to sit in darkness and the ministers and the people who should have been the bearers of light that did not come to your rescue, we let it go in the name of Jesus. Hey, somebody push it out of your system. Push it out of your system. Like a woman giving birth to a child. Push it out, push it out because everything is a seed and it goes to grow inside of you. For some people, the seed has grown so much inside of you. Push it out, abort it by the power of the Holy Ghost. If you don't feel like, if you don't even know how to let go, say, Jesus, help me let go. Jesus, help me, Holy Ghost. Free me, Holy Ghost, deliver me, Holy Ghost, release me. Help me, Lord, help me, Lord. Come on, somebody. For some people, it has literally become physical fibroids in your body. So right now, God, we do not only push it out in the spirit, but we rebuke the physical manifestations of it. In the name of Jesus, it has manifested as illnesses on your body. God, we reject the illnesses. Even as we eject the bitterness, we reject the illnesses. In the name of Jesus, it says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. So for some people, you have gone through a cycle of being broke and dryness and hardship. It is because of the brokenness in your soul. That's why you are not physically prospering. And so Lord Jesus, we just let it go. We say that we come to an end of that by the power of the Holy Spirit. No more pointing fingers. 
God, God, God in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that demon. I rebuke you and your devices by which you deceive. I come against you by the blood of Jesus. The one who died for the souls. The one who gave everything for them and he rules from heaven. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I command you to let them go. Let her go. Now, in the name of Jesus, let him go. Let him go. In the mighty name of Jesus, we break your connection to their dream world. We break your connection to their vision world. You will no longer torment and terrorize these ones in their dreams and visions in the name of Jesus. Anything you can remember. It may be an item in your house that God has been telling you, throw this item out. God has been telling you, don't use this thing anymore. It could be something opening a gate in your house now as we speak. Go and carry it. Put it in a bag. You are throwing it out. You are throwing it out. When Jacob was making his journey towards being Israel, the thing that God made sure happened was that the gods of the labor's house that his wife and all were carrying, let it be sought out. Throw it out. It could be an item. It could be anything that you have said, this one, this is, you know you are still holding on to this. Today, you are being delivered and being liberated. And it comes to the, it brings a cycle and a season to an end. Today. Roma Kadosa, Rome Dazaba, Baruke Sadava, Shambara Kuseka, Zakren Kitala, Zopapale Delekesa. Yes, the God of revival. Rada Dadaka, God of revival. Hope arise. That is overcome. You've already won. Oh God of revival, that is night. You can light it up. You can light it up. Oh God of revival, let hope arise. Overcome, you've already won. Oh, God of revival, come awaken your people, come awaken your city. Oh, God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. I hear the chains in the ground. Oh God of revival, boy, boy, come awake in your people. Come awake in your city. Oh God of revival, boy, boy, every stronghold will crumble. I the chains in the ground. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. So pour out your healing anointing. 
Pour out your power for restoration. Pour out the oil for the new day. God of revival, God of rebirth, pour it out. Pour it out. Pour it out. We receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, I have to go now. Um, my son is starting a new school on Monday, so I have to go for orientation and all of those things. Uh, but I know that God has somebody just gave birth in this place. Somebody just gave birth in this place. Somebody just opened a door to a new season. You just made a way for the enthronement, your destiny enthronement to happen. Somebody just gained a throne in this place. Yeah, yeah. Somebody just gained a throne. Somebody just gained a throne in this place. A throne that, that is yours <laughs> by birth. Somebody just gained it this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody just came out and just broke into the river of God over a nation. Yes, somebody is about to be positioned um, in a seat of office. Yes, thank you, Holy Ghost. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Authority, power is just flowing, flowing through you, from you to you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, guys, whatever the Holy Ghost commanded you to do while we're praying, go and do it quickly. Quickly. Don't waste any time. It is not the day of liberation that a person begins to say, well, I don't know. I don't think. Go and do it quickly. Whatever the Lord commanded you to do, this is your season. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. Some people after this call will have to kneel down at the side of their bed with their spouses and repent together. Together, they will have to kneel down, hold the hand of that spouse and repent. Repent for every open door you've allowed into your family. Repent for every shut door you have not had the discipline to break together. Repent for the way you have limited your household a reason of your inability to make the necessary warfare. And we invite the Lord into that house. We invite Jesus into that family. Somebody's going to have to do that this morning. <clears throat> you are born again. What is your marriage born again? Is your ministry born again? Are your children born again? Is your parenting style born again? Are you born again, but you are still operating with a system and a culture that was handed down to you by people who served strange gods. Is everything in your life born again? Today, you need to not only be born again, but let everything around you give its life to Christ. The way you eat should be born again. You cannot put things inside of your system that destroy your temple. Everything around you must give its life to Christ this morning. This is how you sustain victories. This is how you sustain open doors. This is how you sustain what you get when you break a gate down and you enter in. Remember the scripture, when a demon leaves a man, it comes back searching. 
to see if there is room. Once the fire is room, it enters. So you have to fill up the space, fill up the place of liberty, fill it up with the word of God, with revelation, with knowledge. Go back, watch this message again. Pray with it again as you go on. And know that God is doing a mighty work in your lives. God has just begun. He hasn't even finished yet. He has just begun. Tomorrow I'm at Ecclesia Hills. So I want you to um, watch the message that I will teach tomorrow. I'll be teaching this message. I haven't finished. It's up to part seven. And I, I just got to part two with you guys. Or part two about how to recover ancient gates. So tomorrow, by the grace of God, I'm going to teach the entire seven parts at Ecclesia Hills. And I know that the spirit of God is going to do a mighty work of, of, of deliverance and liberation in that house tomorrow. And not just on a, on a, on a, on a single level of individuals, but even on a national level, on a, a, a continental and global level. God is going to shift and shake things tomorrow by least, by the power of the Holy Ghost. So I need you to watch that message. Um, tomorrow we will pray again. I will meet you here on prayer in tomorrow again at um, 5, um, 5.30 a.m. tomorrow. So I will pray from 5.30 to 6.30. And then let's see how Monday goes, okay? But when you're coming tomorrow, I need you to come with your communion item. I need you to come with your communion item tomorrow when you're coming. Um, make sure you bring an item uh, because we're going to break bread. Come with your bread, your wine, come with a piece of biscuit, you know, little juice, something. Please don't come with a loaf of bread and just from there have breakfast. Don't do that. Come with your communion bread and your communion wine tomorrow. And we're going to break bread and break wine. And we're going to trust the Lord for what else he has for us. God bless you. Love you all. Have a wonderful day. Stay powerful. Stay consistent in prayer. Steward your sight consistently. Remember, have a culture of revelation. Culture of enjoying and seeing beyond what is obvious. Make it a culture. Every time, ask yourself, what am I saying? What am I hearing? What is the Lord saying? The voice of God is a culture. You, you culture yourself to hear his voice. And it just becomes a stream that is always flowing towards you. All right. God bless you. Have a lovely day. <laughs> Bye.